Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today, I'm going to rant some more about Cyberpunk as I try to clear out my backlog. <laughs> and Alex and Brian want to talk about some newish stuff they've been playing. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Side quests are the sort of thing where we veer off outside of the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. This week, we're going to talk about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the Netflix anime series. Uh, join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. Otherwise, they just show up in our off weeks from our normal episodes like this. So, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys have taken a little bit of a break, as I believe uh, Tim has been on a vacation of sorts. So, um, But there is an honor roll episode that I think I may have mentioned on our last episode, where he covers things like Rob Zombie's The Munsters, Deadstream, We're All Going to the World's Fair, Dark Glasses, and Significant Other. So if you'd like to hear about some of the latest horror movies and find out which of them will end up on the Tim's list at the end of the year. Please check out that. And then uh, on a sadder note, Westworld has been canceled. Boo. Boo. So yeah. There will likely not be another season of Westworld FM, but uh, I don't know. Nick and I were thinking maybe of doing... Something uh, I don't know. Looking looking back at things, or I don't know. You should we'll get, you guys should give Westworld we'll eulogies. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, oh, Westworld, Westworld postmortem Westworld deserves a Yugu-Gu. a better send off than it got. So true, true, very true. Uh, still waiting for Lisa Joy to send out the the what the idea was for the final season as I think she was quoted as saying she would do such if the show was canceled. So she's just going to, um, it'll be like a 78 page tweet on Twitter <laughs> and then Elon Musk is going to steal all of it to create his future. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds about right. Cause he has no original ideas. Yep. So yes, pour one out for Westworld. Uh, stay tuned if there will be any sort of, Final episode of Westworld FM. So that's it. Boo. Yeah. Boo mm-hmm. HBO. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. HB no. HB no. <laughs> oh, let's take a trip into the my backlog. Plans I make still have you in them, but new games swim into view. And I really want to play them, but I want to play you too. New games keep coming out, but I only think of you. I only know that I will carry you around in the background. (laughs) I didn't do the actual lyrics that I said. 
with the harmony because I didn't I just, remember them. I just picture you like sitting at your computer in the dark, like singing real quiet so you yeah, don't wake up the it baby. Was like, yes, the baby was pretty <laughs> new at the time, and yeah, I was. I, yeah, I. That's the funny. I was about to say that I hoped at some point to go back and re-record it with a little bit more energy in yeah. the vocals, like the yeah. actual song. Uh, I just have not done that yet. So please look forward to that. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, can't can't wait to get you in the studio so you can really belt that shit out. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm still playing Cyberpunk. I made a quip on our Discord about how uh, I had like 25 hours logged, but I'm pretty sure I've only played like five because <laughs> I keep falling asleep while playing, <laughs> and I'll wake up like two hours later. You know, no big deal. Um. But uh, watching the Edge Runners show made me like really want to beef up my character and get all the cool like attachments and cybernetics and things. So I've been focusing a little more on some of the side questy stuff because I don't really that game is not very big. It's not as big as it made as they made it out to to be, from what I'm understanding. Unless I'm completely missing, like, a whole bunch of random side quests and stuff in the game. Like, I don't know. Um, but it's it feels, despite looking more lived in than it did at launch, it feels very empty as a mm. game. This could also be considered a, an Inside Baseball episode because I think uh, the, that game, it's not, it's not very good. <laughs> Mm. I kind of brought that up last time I talked about it, but we didn't really get into it. But I just, it's not a good game. Uh, it's it's just the narrative is cool, the ideas are cool, the voice acting is subpar, the music is the best part of the whole game. Um, but the game itself is just not great at all i think for me some of it is that like and you'll have to excuse me because i don't remember the actual nouns of things but like i don't feel as though there was a great on-ramp that was like here's cool stuff you can do with your cyber deck if you're hacking things and like here's cool stuff there wasn't a good way and this is something that's a problem with a lot of these RPGs, but, like, I feel like there's something rooted in, like, tabletop RPGs here where they th- they expect you to come to the table with, like, all right, I've looked at the skill tree, I want to do these things because these abilities sound cool, and that's what I'm going to do. But for me, I think it would be so much better in games like Cyberpunk and The Witcher and anything that has, like, a really lengthy skill tree, but you can't get every ability in that skill tree for you to, like, literally play with the the tools at the end so that you can understand what you're specializing to. Because I feel like, for me, I personally tend to generalize myself because of the fact that I'm like, oh, there's really cool things on all of these trees, and I want to be able to do all of it. Instead of thinking, like, what am I, what's so cool at the end of each of these trees that 
I should be aspiring to that make me want to live with the trade-ons and trade-offs of each specialization. And I, I think that's part of what was missing for me in something like Cyberpunk, but honestly is missing from a lot of RPGs. Well, well, so... And I just smacked my mic, so you're going to have to edit that out, but... <laughs> um, I already did that, too. I, did you... Okay. How far did you guys get with Edge Runners? Uh, I, I only watched, like, two and a half. So yeah, I, I watched I two episodes. Okay, I finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into how I feel about it now. We will talk about that later, but I'm going to talk about some of the content in it, at least. Um, one of the cool things they showed in Edge Runners was the group of Edge Runners acting as a group which is really cool mm-hmm. you have a party system of people acting as one cohesive group you've got your hacker type the net runner and you've got like your dps like tank uh as in the character main and then you've got uh your agility striker type with the main character David and then he's got some support characters that help him out as well with those areas uh, if if the game itself cyberpunk were some form of party based RPG it would be a thousand times more interesting to play mm-hmm. to be able because in in the uh in in Edge Runners, they show him using his Sandevistan, which is like a, uh, a, a, a an agility. It's it's a it's a it's a cybernetic that allows him to slow time, uh, mm-hmm. where he speeds up really fast, makes time seem really slow for him, and he can like do all kinds of crazy shit really fast. And if that were how the battles took place, where like instead of me being sighted by an enemy and it's slowing time for like 2.5 seconds of real world time for me to react, if it actually like just slowed time for like 10 seconds for me to plan out my attack or whatever I was doing, and then I can swap characters a la Final Fantasy VII Remake to my Netrunner, and that would indefinitely pause time because if you see in Edge Runner's anime how quickly the Netrunners are able to process the hacking that they do to be able to hack enemies and cause like, you know, uh, afterburn and like other effects on the characters. Um, if they allowed you to play that way, it would be a thousand times better and more interesting of a game to play to like, to plan your encounters around using a party to infiltrate and attack and plan and hack and all of these things to play those sort of chess pieces would make it like a much better game overall. This was you were saying last time they needed vats. They yeah, should, it needed some kind of vat system. But now I'm saying like if they wanted to differentiate be, themselves from Fallout, but still kind of, still kind of allow the time pausing sort of thing. But instead of pausing, it's like elongating time. You know, stretching it in a way uh, similar to how vats was in Fallout Four, I think, where they didn't stop time, but they slowed it way the fuck down. Um. It, it, imagine slowing it down even further, especially with the way that, like, in Edge Runners, David uses the Sandevistan to, like, do his things, like, it, which the effect is really cool. Mm-hmm. Not going to get into Edge. We'll talk about Edge Runners. It's so good. Anyways, um, this, this game could have been so much cooler if they allowed it to be played that way, or at least allowed you to play it multiplayer with other people in that manner to some extent because 
Otherwise, like you said, you end up wanting to do all of these things as a character. You end up wanting to be this like souped up badass who has gorilla arms to like rip open doors and punch people across rooms and you also can double jump because you've got like the super leg tendons but then also you've got fucking mantis arms so you can stab people while you're flying at them in slow motion (laughs) and so like you're doing all this ridiculous shit all while headshotting somebody from 30 miles away yeah with a gun that has automatically homing bullets you know (laughs) like it, it just like it's so like even if you were playing the tabletop RPG to be playing in that manner, you're the DM of that game would be like you are ridiculous and everyone in this game is going to quit because of you. Like <laughs> when you have that one guy who just seems to always roll 20s every time with everything they do, it makes D&D not fun like yeah. at all. Um it's it's always more fun when shit hits the fan and like you're not rolling so hot or like you're actually working as a cohesive party which is what i mean cyberpunk 2020 the tabletop rpg was was meant to be a party-based rpg so if if this game had dove a little more into that we'd be having a different conversation and i think I think it like I like the first person aspect of creating a character and being that character and everything. It would have been cool to do that, but then also as you play in the world to create a party of edge runners that complement you as a character. So like if you wanted to play as a net runner, the characters that you party up with would be the support characters around that and you wouldn't get a net runner in your party. And if you wanted to be a tank DPS guy who uses a lot of guns and has gorilla arms or, or the arm the arm attachment where you can launch a missile out of it, which is what Maine actually has in the Edge Runner anime, you would then hire a net runner and uh, you know, your other your 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 sprinter attacker types and whatever, like all your other support classes. Like this the game as it is is just it, it they it's it's very Icarus minded of like it flew too close to the sun and it's now it just can't quite keep up with with whatever it was trying to be and so I'm really I want I want to be excited for the Li- Phantom Liberty expansion that's coming and I think I will be because I think I under I think I know after watching Ed Run- Edge Runners how it's going to tie in because Edge Runners is supposed to tie the Phantom Liberty expansion to the main campaign as V um so mm. I'll, I'm interested in that because the narrative is pretty good like I like the story and I like the the world building that's happening um it is slightly unfortunate that you're always picking up shards to understand the lore of the game. Like, they sh- I wish it was... Lore should only be handled the way it was handled in Days Gone, where you're picking up cassette tapes and they play through your controller while you're playing. Like, no no other game has done that, and that that is the best thing I've ever had in any game, where lore is happening. There's I've There's been other games. What do you, what do you mean no other game has done that? It's been done so many times, just maybe not through the controller speaker. It, it has not been done. Like, there's something about it being played through the controller speaker that, like, 
I, I can't explain it, but it's it's such a much it's such a better way to do that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to Kill, explain Kill it. Killzone Shadowfall, the launch title for the PlayStation 4, did that. I mean, okay. how about like all of the uh games I talked about two weeks ago? <laughs> the immersive specifically sins. through the controller. <laughs> that's the point that okay. he's making, right? Yeah, well, well, I mean, just, I think that's like an that's nitpicking a bit. Like this mechanic has been used before. Yes, well, the controller gimmick is pretty cool. Here's the thing, but it's like not, playing it through the game audio is not that different. No, that's no, that's the, not the, that different. And and they do it in the division when you pick up random voice recordings and voicemails, it plays over your cell phone signal or whatever in the division. But like, there's something about it playing through the controller where it doesn't feel like you're being pulled out of the world to pay attention to it. That's so that's, yeah. That's, I think that's the, thing the difference. Is, if, there's so much with audio logs in video games where it's like, oh, um, it does not pause when I'm like start a conversation with something or interact with something in the world or like, uh, yeah. you know, I have to start it over again or like, Oh, I, f- I didn't hit the button right away to play it immediately. So then the pop-up went away and then I have to find it in the menu. There's something about audio logs in every game that has audio logs that is absolutely frustrating. And like, there there are so few instances where it's well implemented and i feel like ones where it is through the controllers very specifically like oh hey i can literally listen to it in front of my face and kind of ignore what's going on on the screen or like you know or or like 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 i said day is gone does it really well it's one of the best parts about that game and like in cyberpunk the way they could have done it better even because your cell phone plays a huge role in the game in terms of like talking to fixers, getting missions, having conversations with specific characters at times. And if you watch Edge Runners, when they have telephone conversations, it happens in their brain. Like it happens automatically. When they get a text message, it automatically pops up and like they can read it out loud or it's a voice memo or something that comes through from the character. If those if if instead of me getting a text message where I have to like pause like stretch time to read the text message while I'm driving a car 200 miles an hour through Night City. Why not just let it play over my controller as if it were the way it's presented in Edge Runners, like it's a voice memo or something that's being you know dictated to me. I mean, uh, well, I think one of the there's a lot of voice acting they'd have to pay for, and they don't want to do that. It's the real answer. They, but they but they could have they could have deep faked all of it. Like we had the technology. That, yeah, like, I mean, the real thing is they could have just had Siri read it or something like that. Which yeah, is interesting. But what were you going to say, Brian? I mean, the controller thing only works for PS5, so I'm pretty sure a lot of these games don't have that because they're multi-platform games, and they didn't put in the effort to add that for the PS5. Or for version specifically, but yeah, it's cool. Like I get it; it makes sense that Days Gone did it, and it makes sense that some of the other games, like Last of Us, uses the controller audio a little bit. Yeah, um, 
I mean, it is like the like controller that, because they're they're PlayStation specific games, or they were. They're For not sure. anymore. No, I I know. I'm being a Sony snob about it, and and rightfully so. It because when the when you get the, your cell phone chimes in the game, they do happen through the controller, like mm-hmm. on the PS5. So like as the as it chimes, your phone gets a notification. It you hear the controller. Like my controller kept making that noise, and Megan's like, "What the? Are you getting like phone calls or something? <laughs> like what is that?" Who's and, I, and I'm like, "It's it's in the game. Like it's that's." <laughs> what it does you know like so i yeah i don't know like i having like i i know i'm pretty much at the end game of it now because i was brought to a point where it says this is a no turning back situation Mm -hmm. so go finish all your side quests before you proceed so i'm pretty sure i'm like at the end of the game and how did you get there in only five hours your guess is as good as mine because I honestly feel like I haven't played this game at all. Like I don't feel like I've put in enough. T- like I maybe I because you can play the game in however manner you want. I feel as though maybe I pulled the right strings to get to the end game super fast. Like I have to meet Hanako at the tower or whatever and become Johnny again, and that's like the end of the game, right? No. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I've done think, a bunch of side quests I remember though. That, like, I remember like I've taken a bunch moment. of pills to be Johnny and go hang out with Rogue and like we went on I went on a date with Rogue or whatever and did all that and like that was dumb. Like I don't understand why that had to happen. Other than like it's giving you this opportunity to try and like romance Rogue as V playing like being Johnny under the influence of the pills or whatever, but I I don't know. I'm going off into a weird tangent, but the fact that I was presented with a situation where it's like you should complete side quests before proceeding because this is a no turning back point or whatever, I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm just gonna like do some side quests instead. And all the side quests are like mediocre, I guess. I don't know. Also, I feel like some of the lore could have been handled through like brain dances too. Like, I like, that's one of the things I liked about the division when they do some of the lore, it brings up those like holographic like instances mm-hmm. where like, you know, it, it there's a conversation that you're viewing and it's like f- people frozen in time, like as the conversation's happening. Cause like a drone had like recorded it or something like that in the division and in, in, uh, cyberpunk, they could have just used brain dances to do the same thing, like, which would have been cool. I feel like the brain dances aren't used to in they're They're not as, uh. They're not used to the best of their ability. It's a cool thing that they could have done way more with. Um, yeah, they definitely... For something they made such a huge deal about before the game came out, It, I feel like it was underutilized. It's a lot of... Like, I feel as though... And and I don't, I don't know, maybe some of CD Projekt Red's hidden projects with code names maybe one of them is a cyberpunk massively multiplayer online rpg which would be fucking sick it would be uh, so uh, cool if done correctly but i think but i think the thing is the the thing that's so hard about multiplayer cyberpunk is this time mechanic because i don't think there's any nobody's shown me a compelling way to do bullet time for everyone you know, or bullet time for one person and not for everybody. I don't know if there's a compelling way to do it, but I'm almost positive they did it in like 
Max Payne three multiplayer. And I <laughs> think I remember hearing that. that, but I don't I don't like I don't understand I can't even my brain can't comprehend how that would actually work for anybody. I think it's maybe like in a localized instance if you walk over this line then everybody goes into bullet time but then like mm. if someone's far enough away you're moving super slow can't they just headshot you like i don't know how would that work it doesn't so i think that's the main thing that you lose in trying to make it this and it's one of the same things about fallout 76 like you know it none of that none of that like take the time to think about it mechanic works unless you either one bring everyone into it or two figure out a way to just do it for that one person but i don't i don't that's know where i that think would. like it maybe it wouldn't be like a, a full-on mmo per se but like something along the lines of like what i was saying where you have a where it's a party-based mmo but like you're fighting other edge runner groups or something like that or like you like you know you've got different clans like of gangs throughout night city, like maybe part of the MMO is you're choosing to be a part of one of those gangs. And so like you're, you know, it's the tiger claws versus the marauders or the maelstrom. I think maelstrom, maybe I don't remember what they are, but like you're, you choose to be a character that's a, a, a tiger claw and you go into, you have to do a, a mission where you have to break into a maelstrom base or something like that. And like, everything is like hacking and like working your way through it until you get discovered and then it turns into like some kind of turn-based like battle. Like I think the only way to handle the time mechanic in those sorts of games is to do it turn-based. Like Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyways, that's that's end end rant on Cyberpunk. I uh I've taken up too much time on this one <laughs> for everyone. So Yeah, is it time to move on? Yeah, you, yeah. we can move on. What are you playing on your Xbox, or on your PlayStation, or on your Nintendo Switch, what you've been playing? There we go. <laughs> We're here. And what you've been playing. What you've been playing. If you listen closely to that one, you can hear the karaoke track that I used for uh, uh, Desperately Wanting. The They have the harmony in the background saying, Desperately Wanting, or whatever it is. It's funny. <laughs> anyway little easter egg for you uh brian you and i have been playing a game but i'm gonna do something else real quick i did finish the yuffie dlc for resident evil resident evil final fantasy 7 remake so many resident evil remakes but there's also final fantasy 7 remake uh it's very cool and i think i said a long time ago i really like playing as yuffie she plays very different compared to one of my favorite things of that remake is how different tifa versus barrett versus cloud are and Aerith as well. Uh, and I think Yuffie is even more unique than each of them in a lot of ways with the way that she throws her shuriken thingamabob and then also uses like ninjutsu to cast elemental spells at people too that aren't like full spells. It's just like light stuff. Um, but it's it, it was very good. I'm curious to see if they'll include her in like the full game. And I know that there's been like questions about whether or not they're going to do Vincent or not and if you'll get the whole cast, no Kate Sith, or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? We'll find out next year, I suppose. Um, but, yeah. That game is cool. The intermission is cool. It's kind of short. I think I got like seven or eight hours out of it, but it was fun. Um, and the like tower defense 
that they turned Fort Condor into uh, was pretty pretty cool too. So nice. Check that out. Uh, but yes, the real reason we're talking what you've been playing is Brian and I have been playing a game that came out within the last four weeks. And that game is called Marvel Snap. So, Marvel Snap is a, this is according to wikipedia.org, a digital collectible card game developed by Second Dinner. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold. My nose is getting stuffy. Uh, and published by Newverse for Microsoft Windows, Android, and iOS. Um, it's a Marvel Marvel Universe, Marvel Comics, uh, Heroes, and it's very much developed by somebody who made Hearthstone, Ben Brode, uh, and his new company, Second Dinner. Uh, and this brief description of the gameplay, players have a deck of 12 cards. Each card depicts a Marvel character with a cost, power level, and potentially special ability. At the start of each round, players simultaneously put cards face down on one of three locations, and at the end of each round, cards are revealed and special abilities of cards are triggered. Whoever has the highest number of power at a given location wins that location, for the most part. And then the goal of the game is to win two out of three locations. Games usually last about six rounds. Um, It's a free-to-play game. It's out now on iOS and Android, and also PC Early Access. Um, Brian's been playing on the PC. I've been on my iPhone. Um, and it's great. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. It's a great card game. I, I bounced off of Hearthstone pretty, pretty big. And, um, but this game sunk its teeth into me. Like I started playing this game in the last week and the the season so they do season passes you can pay $10 to unlock more goodies and currencies and things you pay 10 bucks you get more stuff to do and missions to do and things to earn and all that stuff i completed the entire season pass within 4 days i could see that i uh only played maybe an hour to an hour and a half today and i got through like six parts of the battle pass the free battle pass nice yeah, um, yeah. My my collector level is two hundred and thirty something. Wow! I'll read it to you when it comes up. Uh, two fifty eight actually is where it's at. Um, wow. and that's there's a lot of different things progressions in this game that you would find in like a free to play game. Like we said, there's like a battle pass that you can buy for ten bucks. But there's also, the main thing is the collector track. You don't get booster packs of cards in this game. You win currencies to upgrade the visuals of your cards, just cosmetics. It doesn't like make them more powerful or anything like that. So all the cards always stay the same functionality, regardless of how long you've been playing. But you upgrade their visuals to earn enough collector points to get more of the cards basically same set of cards for everybody you'll get it's randomized which ones you're going to get at different points on that collection ladder um that kind of thing so it's balanced in an interesting way where you can you can spend money to like unlock a lot of it very quickly but you'd be spending a crap load of money in a short (laughs) amount of time to do that it'd be Um, gone in a snap yeah exactly (laughs) <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I don't know. Brian, you're someone who's spent a lot of time playing Hearthstone. How do you feel about this compared to a Hearthstone? Um, yeah, I definitely I put many, many hours into Hearthstone at various points of its existence. Uh, it's been a while since I played it, though. Um, see, I, I come from like a background of playing. I used to play Magic the Gathering like a lot when I was young. And a little bit here and there since then. And a bit of Magic the Gathering Arena, which is the digital version. Um, So Hearthstone to me seemed like they definitely, they they weren't sure how to break from that Magic the Gathering formula as much Mm. as they could, you know? Yeah. And like this Marvel Snap seems like somebody who developed a game but borrowed elements from Magic the Gathering and totally distilled it down to, like, not being anything like that game anymore. But it's just... The mechanics are just so streamlined, but still... I feel like there's still some complexity to it, which I think is pretty brilliant. The fact that every match is only six turns, roughly... You said, like, maybe there's something that can increase that time. But, uh, yeah, matches are done in minutes, and it's uh, that's amazing. It's especially great. Like, this is probably the first time in years that I actually want to put a game on my phone, <laughs> which scares me. Cause oh, yeah. I try it's to a, avoid it because I do enough gaming. <laughs> I do enough gaming, so I try to keep games off my phone. Plus I have an iPhone SE, so it doesn't have the biggest screen. Mm. Um, I I did put this game on my iPad, but then I didn't bother doing that. And I feel like the iPad pro is going to be like way too big for it. Probably. (laughs) Probably. It's probably going to look like shit. I, yeah, I'd be curious if there's like an iPad specific version of the app even. Um, yeah. Since I was at my PC earlier today, I just like, I downloaded the PC version and started with that first. And it is, uh, it looks nice. Sounds nice. It's snappy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like it has cool music. You should turn the music on sometime. Uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a try, but it's also repetitive. You'll probably want to turn it off after a couple hours. My phone tells me that I have played, This week, 10 hours and 18 minutes. This week, starting yesterday, I've somehow played 10 hours of Marvel. There's no way that's right. Maybe it's right. It could be right. I don't know. I don't know. An hour went by pretty quick earlier. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's pretty addictive. I mean, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I, It's nice that there's no loot, but apparently when they were beta testing, there were loot boxes uh for for cards and things like that but i'm glad that there's not that feels really predatory to me the fact that like basically i'd have to dump money into cosmetics in order to get more cards uh for some reason feels less predatory to me than just like oh what am i gonna get out of these loot boxes um mm-hmm. so maybe a I, pack I like of gum pack of yeah pack of gum um The, uh, the other thing, so like one of the things that I think keeps it really refreshing that I don't think we've touched on, like 
Brian, you mentioned Magic the Gathering. You're not attacking the cards directly, necessarily. You're not even really necessarily attacking much. It's just just, like a friendly showing off of power. Like, hey, I've got all this power. What do you guys got? And then if they have more power, you just like bow out. And you're like, yeah, you can have the city. It's cool. (laughs) So That's that's what it looks like. (laughs) It's three locations on the board. And the locations have some sort of location-based effect. Um, it yeah. can be anywhere of like, there are some that are like, Hey, this is going to be a seven round game. Or there's ones that like, Hey, guess what? The, the round, the game's going to end after four rounds. That I, happens sometimes. I saw one today that had no effects. There's some that have no effects. There's one that's like, Hey, when you lay a card down here, we're going to put, we're going to duplicate it so that it fills. There's a maximum of four cards at each, each location mm-hmm. per side, basically. So like you'll throw something down and it'll give you four copies of it immediately. Um, and so, and, and, and basically everything you're doing, there are some cards that will destroy other cards or like, uh, manipulate the enemy's cards or things that they can do with their cards. But it's mostly just like, I'm trying to build up this number that's at this location with my cards and the effects that they have on each other. Um, and I think it's really interesting that. It, you know, it's it's just a different, it's a paradigm shift for card games, for me at least. I'm sure it existed. I think I read that, like, Artifact, which was the Valve card game, I uh. believe, uh, might have worked in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I'm sure it's out there and people who play a lot of card games and, and collectible, like, digital collectible card games as well would, would know. But um, it feels really fresh and unique to me. And, uh, and, you know, I like the Marvel stuff and and it's cool the the cosmetics that you can get are different variants of the cards so you'll get different artwork of the characters that you'll recognize from the comics and uh different versions of those comics um i don't i haven't seen any Derek hess captain america yet but it's something that could show up as like a they do super rare variants which are ones that you can only buy with gold which is a That's currency cool. one of the currencies you can earn in in the in the game or there's like normal variants just rare variants that are ones that can like Mm -hmm. uh you can earn throughout playing the game that kind of thing in different collectors caches and things like that which are kind of like loot boxes but not really it's just like a mystery like what am i gonna get out of this it's not like you know five different cards or whatever but yeah i i like it a lot uh tonight is the night that the season pass ends uh monday night refreshes i think so i'm curious to see what the next season pass looks like if they do it every month or what the deal is i don't know like (sighs) 10 bucks a week yeah jesus 10 bucks a month i'm not gonna do that (laughs) 10 bucks a month would be interesting and that's the thing like the game came out october 18th and this was the first battle pass or whatever that they did oh um so I don't know, like it could be like a two week thing, but I would think they're going to do like 30 days. I guess we'll see how it goes. I'll um, probably just keep playing for free. That's yeah, fine. I'll, I'll report I, back. I That's never put any money into, well, no, I take it back. I did put some money into Hearthstone, but that was because of like, they had these campaigns that you could play and whatever. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll pay for that. Yeah. Uh, like I, I I played through like the initial little bit before you could even have the option to buy the battle pass and I was like this is fun enough for me 
then I will give these guys $10. And that's kind of the way that I saw it. And I don't know if I'm going to give them $10 every time they have a battle pass. Like, it might depend. There are parts of the battle pass that you will achieve without paying, you know. Like, I think every other level or something is, like, a free. It's marked as free. But then you can pay the $10 to collect the stuff that's not free if you want. And you mm-hmm. have the ability to buy levels, too, if you, like, really wanted to just get all the stuff on the battle pass immediately. But I, you know, I just did. I think you can pay 15 bucks to get, like, the first 10 levels and the battle pass. Or you can just pay $10 to enable the battle pass. Um, so that stuff exists. And then they did kind of talk about a development roadmap. They are going to put in a competitive mode where you can face off against your friend or a battle mode where you can face off against friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they're also like right now you can only play ranked matches. So you are moving up a rank, uh, by the cubes that you can get. And during the round you can snap to double the amount of cubes that you're supposed to win. That kind of thing. And you're like betting cubes on whether or not you're going to win. Um, so they want to put in an unranked mode where you can play around with your deck a little bit more and, and work through the, um, the daily missions because there are dailies and weeklies basically mm-hmm. uh, that you can run through to make progress in the battle pass and that kind of thing. Um, so it sounds like they have a lot of stuff that's planned and it's been a pretty big hit. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where it goes and we'll see how long I stick with it. Cause I, it's been a while since I've caught up in something where I'm like, I want to do these dailies all the time. Um, and I feel like this game has kind of, captured that in me a little bit because it's on my phone i can do it you can spend a couple you know minutes or so working through a couple matches and and do the dailies and then that's it you move on or you play it for 10 hours in two days (laughs) somehow (laughs) um um, another thing interesting about it i think is uh i mean i'm not super knowledgeable about the uh Marvel comics, honestly, other than like the mainstream superheroes and stuff. But it looks to me that they have a lot of obscure, very obscure comic like references in this game, which is probably really cool for fans. I'm trying to think. Uh, Let me read through some of these cards that I have um, because I have a wide variety of them at the moment. Um you know, you start off with a lot of the basics like your Ant-Mans and your Iron Mans, the ones that have movies right now, uh, of course. Man, I don't it's not loading. The servers might be down. That did happen at some point in this last week. But they have like Moon Girl, who I've never heard of. Interesting. Uh Strong Guy, I think, was one of the X Men dudes that I got. I, I saw Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl's in there for sure. Um you get a Na- Namor card, Namor the Submariner. There's there's a lot of different, uh, there's a wide variety of Marvel people. Your Venoms and your Miles Moraleses are in there too. Um, Morbius, I got a Morbius card recently. <laughs> it was Morbin time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's free to play. And um, if you want to lose a lot of your time, it's kind of a fun way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have my, my list of, of people here and, you know, they have armor who I think was someone who was created for the X-Men, uh, uh, 
Astonishing X-Men run that Joss Whedon did. Um, and then you've got, you know, your Doctor Stranges and Hawkeyes, but then there's people like, say, uh, Devil Dinosaur, which <laughs> is an insane card because it gets plus two for every single card that you have in your hand. So by the Ooh. end of the match, it can be like 19 power, which is wow. a lot. Um, uh, who else is in here? Leech from the X-Men comics, I believe. That's the other thing that's missing is that like when you click on it, it doesn't tell you like where first appearance or something like that. That'd be cool if that was something they incorporated. Um, Nova's in there, of course. Shocker, Spider-Man villain. Strong guy is the guy that I brought up. Swordmaster. Never heard of Swordmaster <laughs> before, but it's a pretty cool looking card. Um, so yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I'm curious to see. I haven't like asked if like Will- Willie's one of the biggest Marvel fans that I know, and I don't know if he's gotten to it yet. And I'm honestly kind of afraid to tell him about it if he doesn't know, because I feel like he would all of his time would melt away immediately. Um, but yeah, free to play. Check it out. Marvel Snap, iOS, Android, and PC. No uh, no indications of any further further places it may appear but i'm sure they're working on it they want your money on whatever platform you'll give it to them on i don't see why they wouldn't put it on consoles yeah for sure i'll probably snag it but after i use up my uh my google play credits on something like more productive there you go i don't want to burn them on some card game (laughs) i don't don't remember what the game was i had a there was a there was a like some kind of tactical shooter-ish style game that I was playing on my phone like a real, like I'm probably six or seven years ago at this point. But I, it was one where I was like, I don't mind investing money in this. And like I ended up throwing like probably 50-something dollars at some stupid mobile game. <laughs> like, and just, and, and I, again, I can't even remember what it was called at this point. Like that's how awesome it that's was. That's how good it was. Yeah, nice. So. Nice. Brian, did you play anything else you wanted to speak about? Uh, yeah. As far as new things go, I did um, do the... I think it's like every weekend or once a weekend per month or something that this uh, game Battlebit Remastered has been... They've been running like stress tests for it. Hmm. For about six hours. And it's like a 127 v 127 Hmm. Battlefield-esque game. And uh, it's like so much better than the last Battlefield game that's actually been out for a year. (laughs) And this game isn't even out yet. The, the the gimmick though is it's it's very very lo-fi graphically almost minecrafty like yeah i think i get like a thousand frames per second in it or something <laughs> but the net code seems super solid considering how many people are doing like engaging in combat and the destructibility of it is really cool um it, it's like it's one of those games that looks bad and good at the same time because there's some yeah. nifty like lighting effects and stuff going on the sound is really pretty solid although some of the gun sounds are kind of weird to me um just mechanically it's just fun and it works well 
unlike the last Battlefield game. And, uh, yeah, after I could no longer play the battle bit, uh, stress test for the weekend, I think the game is set to launch sometime next year. Um, yeah, planned release date of 2023 on Steam, but you can request access. To, yeah, that, uh, that's what the, I did. You, the play test. On you Steam get access well. basically right away. It's just they only run it like every once in a while. Nice. Um, but yeah, I just had the itch to play Battlefield, kind of. And I tried 2042 again, and there was nobody playing. So I guess that Bummer. game's completely dead. I kind of want my money back, to be honest, because I think I only put like 10 hours into it before I had to stop playing it because there was shit wrong with it. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm pretty mad about that, honestly. Uh, So I ended up hearing that Battlefield 1 has had a resurgence because it's on sale for like super cheap on Steam right now. And I started playing that again, and that game is still really fun and ridiculous. And in in so many ways, like, just some of the stuff going on in it. And, well, the whole setting is just kind of absurd. Like, Battlefield 1 was fucking gritty, and, like... (laughs) The way it they arcadify it and stuff in that game, but then they have like these histor- historical like references when you're playing the operation mode and all that. And I don't know. It's like yeah. Was the, that the, the first the one subject where, like, material is strange? But yeah, uh, was that the first one where you were playing as like actual soldiers that died in the war yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, that and part's it was like, weird. It's like World War One, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you if you set that part aside, it's like it's really fun and it's really unique because like you rarely ever have like optics for your weapons and stuff because it's World War One, so it's like mostly iron sight stuff and you can actually get on a horse and ride around like it's a vehicle versus tanks and stuff and there's like biplanes dropping grenades out of them and it's more ridiculous like the older Battlefield games where you just see crazy things happen where like 10 people die at once because somebody did something stupid Um, (laughs) and and like the newer games just haven't had that Uh, and then somehow I feel like it looks better than the last two Battlefield games as well, which is really odd. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. It's just it's very polished. Um, how far the mighty have fallen with Battlefield? Yeah, very sad. Played some other old things, but nothing that new. I we actually played Rainbow Six as a five sack on Saturday, mm. and won most of our matches. So clearly, yeah. the community is dead. <laughs> but it was I, uh, actually fun I started uh, Corey posted a clip at one point of you Brian I think yeah and then I shared the one mm-hmm. about the house from Rainbow Six and then I of course ended up watching all the videos that we posted on, on the YouTube of our Rainbow Six playing and I was like oh I miss this I miss this game 
Yeah, basically a bunch of us were playing PUBG for most of the night, and then we ended up with a fifth person. So I was like, well, what else do you guys have installed? And I was like, well, there's Rainbow. And I kind of said it as a joke, but almost everybody had it installed. Nice. And so we were like, yeah, sure, why not? And then we played for like two or three hours, and it was actually pretty fun. Nice. That's awesome. Yup. I think that's about it, though. Okay. Right on. Well, a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's just going to get us all geared up for God of War Ragnarok, which comes yes. out in 48 hours. Yes, it does. And also, I mean, we could talk about it very briefly. I'm not going to play the 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 uh, the news jingle, but PSVR 2 price and release date were announced. It is 549 US dollars or $600 if you're getting the version that comes with the Horizon game. Um, but that does include the headset and the two controllers. It's coming February 22nd, 2023. You can register now on uh, PlayStation.com to uh, hopefully get an offer to pre-order one uh, in this coming week. I think November 15th is the yeah, day you know, that they have. Yeah, you know, if your two-factor authentication works. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. It's a, it's a challenge. And if you have more money than it costs to buy a PS5. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny, because I think I said something that they, like they couldn't eclipse the price of the PS5 like they did in the United States, because it's only $500 here still, but it is $550 in other locations, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, it's curious that, yeah. Yeah. But, it seems like it's, like... It, a lot of the hands-on demos, people were like, this is literally the best-looking VR headset that I have ever seen. And these are people that have played Indexes and and HTC Vive Pros and things like that, because it is, like, super high pixel density. It's 4K. It's HDR. OLED. Sounds good. Can't wait I to come it. over and try it sometime. Yeah. Yeah, if I can get one. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? We'll see how. I mean, with a price like that, you would think it's not going to sell out. But nah, how many are they going to be able to make and ship anyway? With the way that the world currently, I don't know, like thirty. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, It looks very neat, and um, yeah, get uh, register register for a hopeful pre order right now. PlayStation dot com. Hell yeah! Well. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows in our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining our Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests and the bonus episodes of the horror movie yearbook guys known as Tiny Terrors and on a roll. Um, yeah, those are fun. They come off, they come out on our off weeks. They're different topics and things outside of the realm of video games for us. And the tiny terrors are always super funny. Um, they, they did the one about, uh, they're, they did ghost stories. One that I was on a while back. They did one about things that make them squirm. That was actually a really funny one. Uh, because Nikki was talking about how, like having, 
people like people getting their like fingernails ripped out makes her squirm and then mm. tim was like the sound of people pooping makes me squirm like <laughs> <laughs> so they everybody's it, got their own thing that uh, yeah it was you know. it was fun it was really like i i was i was raking leaves listening to that episode and cracking up at them because it was it was solid the pooping was solid yeah um <laughs> yeah it, it, they've always got something good going on in those in those tiny terrors and uh so be sure to check that out and the honor roll ones too where yes. tim i think it's does tim just do the honor roll or is yes. willie in on those two it's just him that's okay. why it's the 2022 tim's list gotcha so cool, cool. Yeah, so as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MizWiseGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Um, I'd say we're Twitch affiliates, but we don't use that really anymore, so I'm not going to say that anymore, probably ever. Um, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned for God of War Ragnarok coming up, and maybe some Sonic Frontiers, depending on how things play out, if I'm feeling... Like I want to buy more than one game at the time, you know. We'll see. <laughs> if it I looks want to pretty play cool. Less of two games or a the little trailer bit more I saw looked really cool. It looked like Sonic Breath of the Wild, which is intriguing to me to a certain extent. I need there to be like rapturous, intro, like rapturous reviews of this game for me to like, because I just feel like it's just gonna be like. Yeah, they I just don't know Sonic. what to expect. They, like they wanted, I, they made the the trailer that makes it look like Sonic Breath of the Wild. They're like, this is gonna sell millions, and then you like open up the game, and you're like, why? And you're just why doing did... like loop de loops and like picking up rings. Like there's <laughs> just random ramps in the Breath of the Wild map that make yeah. it. No, it's yeah. literally the Breath of the Wild map. <laughs> they took the Breath of the Wild map and they mixed it with Jumping Flash and they added Sonic to it. I hope you can at least go up a ramp and then glide off of it. Oh, all right. I'm I'm in. That might be worth the price of admission. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. It's you hold cheaper. down and press X to get him to speedball, and then you shoot up the thing and then fly. Hey, yeah, Sonic Frontiers is cheaper than God of War Ragnarok, so, I mean, it's got that going for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll see. Anyways, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace.